Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I'm really excited to dive into this somewhat probably uh, questionable or controversial topic of why you shouldn't believe in yourself. And I'm going to explain exactly what I mean by that as we get into the episode. But first, I want to remind you that you can, as of right now, get PD credit for listening to um, featured podcast episodes. Well, technically, we cannot award you PD credit, um, but we can give you a certificate that you can then submit for potential PD credit to your school. So if you're interested in that, you can check out that option at teachfortheheart.com slash PD. That's something we're trying out just for a couple months. So if that is something you're interested in, make sure you check that out. Make sure you let us know that I'm interested in this so we can decide whether or not we should continue offering that option. All right, though, to today's topic, we want to talk about why we shouldn't believe in ourselves. And you might be confused and think, Linda, what on earth are you talking about? And I want to preface this conversation by saying that these things are really nuanced. And what I'm trying to point out is a nuance, but it's a really, really important nuance. Because we have to remember as Christians that our culture is looking for solutions outside of Christ, outside of God, outside of his word, right? By and large, our culture does not want to acknowledge God, the Bible, Jesus. So it is looking for answers outside of that, okay? And so what our culture comes up with is a very interesting and very confusing combination of truth and error, And it's because they are looking for truth and they're finding pieces of truth. But because they are rejecting God, they don't want God to be part of the answer. They don't want God's God's way of doing things to always be part of the answer. Because of that, what what happens is you get a confusing mess, like I said, of partial truths riddled with errors too, okay? And, And the biggest error being ignoring God trying to find the solution without having God, our creator and father, being part of that answer. So today we're going to talk about this topic of self-reliance. And as we go through, I want you to remember, we are not rejecting out of hand everything that our society and world says. Some of what they say is good, but some of it is off because they're ignoring God. So we're kind of trying to find, we're going to be trying to find that nuance, right? Of where is the truth, but where, what are they missing? And how should we be viewing these same topics as Christians? We should be thinking about and viewing these same things through a different lens. We are not ignoring God, at least we're trying not to, right? When we bring God into the equation, it changes things. So that's what we're trying to do. Okay, here we go. So you guys know self-reliance and growth mindset are super popular right now, and for good reason, right? Um, there's lots of issues that they help address. So here's some of the phrases that we see. We are told to believe in yourself, love yourself, create your best life, believe you can, or just straight up, you can do it, right? There's all kinds of talk about the power of positive thinking, and we're told to, and we tell our students to add yet to anything you can't currently do, right? Uh, I don't know how to solve this equation yet, right? But there's one issue with all of this. It's heavily self-reliant, and as I said, in most cases, 
it ignores God. Okay, Uh, I just I put this quote down from Rachel Hollis. She is a wonderful example of this thinking. Here's just one of her many quotes I could have pulled. You and only you are ultimately responsible for who you become and how happy you are. Okay, so it's it's you, me, it's us. We are responsible for ourselves. All right. Now, if you are a non-believer, I suppose This is about as good of advice as you can get because you don't want to acknowledge God. I'm saying if if you're a non-believer, what you really need is God, okay? But if you want to ignore God, if you don't want to acknowledge God, then all we are left with is ourselves, right? That's all we have. I just have me. Um, I am the only one I can count on, right? And so that's all there is if you don't want to acknowledge God, but ultimately does not fulfill. It just doesn't, right? I mean, the goal is good. It's trying to encourage people to stop staying stuck in failure and frustration and to instead make better choices by believing what's possible. But when that belief is founded on ourselves, that's pretty shallow. And it's not ultimately going to fulfill us. It's going to come crashing down at some point. I mean, think about it. We know ourselves and just how messed up we are. If myself is all I have to rely on, to be honest, I'm pretty screwed. That is not going to work out very well. And so all we can do in this case, if I'm relying on myself, is kind of have that fake it till you make it self-confidence. And that can work for a time where you're basically ignoring the reality of all your, you know, all the challenges and all your struggles and just kind of believing I can't. Believe you can can get you so far, okay? It, It does get you so far, but only so far where it almost always inevitably comes crashing down at some point because it's not a sure foundation. And by the way, even if it's not even if it's working for a while, even if it's working indefinitely, if it is working, there's two prob- there's a big problem there. It puffs you up with pride and helps you think that you don't need God and God is the ultimate thing that we need the most. So it can be counterproductive where it makes us when we're trusting in ourselves, we're typically not relying on God, um, which ultimately leaves us empty because we are created with a need for God. We were created for a relationship with God. That is our soul's deepest need. And when we fill up our needs with other things, including self-reliance, we're missing what we truly need most. So how should we as Christians be thinking, right? Because we do have that question of, you know, well, what happens when I when I don't know if I can do something? Do I just believe I can't do it? Well, yes and no. All of our insecurities, frustrations, and fears have their answer in Christ. So when we don't know if we can do something, our confidence doesn't come from telling ourselves, I'm amazing, I can do it, and affirming ourselves. It instead comes from our firm belief, which is not made up, which is not propped up, but which is deeply rooted in our core, that God is amazing and that God can do anything. We go back to our firm belief, what we know to be true in our core, that Christ has promised to be enough, that he will work in us and that he will work through us and that his strength is enough to carry us through 
our weaknesses. You see, our rest, our confidence, it's not in our own ability, our own worth. It is in Him and in His worth and all of the things that He makes us. If you are a believer in Christ, God makes you loved. You are redeemed. You are sanctified. You are made holy. You are declared righteous. You are enabled by His Holy Spirit every day. You are His child. There is so much there. It's not fluff. It's not just made up. It's not put on so that we feel better. It is true. It is the most true thing in the universe. And when we when we meditate on that, when we think about that, it is so powerful. That confidence is not shallow. It doesn't fall apart when we think too much about it. It is a sure and a firm foundation. When it comes to future, Christ is the answer as well. Rather than just trusting everything will work out, right? I mean, that's all you have if you don't believe in God. You know, it'll work out. Things happen for a reason, you know. Um, it, it'll be okay. That's all we have, right? But in Christ, we have a much more sure assurance. We can face the reality that things actually might not work out anywhere near what we are hoping. The diagnosis might not be what we want. The result might not be what we want. Uh, The situation with the parent might not work out the way we want. Whatever it is, large and small. But we can know without a doubt that our loving Heavenly Father holds all of this in his perfectly capable and sovereign hands, that he will be with us through every trial and that he will redeem even our deepest pain and use it for good. And that trust and that surrender and that assurance is a deep well of assurance that we can rest in even when things are swirling around us. Do you see how much more sure of a foundation trusting in Christ is than simply relying on ourselves? So here in a nutshell is what I'm trying to say here. You know, when it comes to being a teacher or anything in life, we do have to believe that we can do it, okay? If I am thinking, if I'm not sure that I can, you know, be a good teacher, like I'm not sure I can teach this stuff, that is going to create a lot of problems. So we do have to have this like confidence that we can do it in order to then persevere and find the solutions we need to do something. So it's almost like, you know, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, She believed she could, so she did. Versus, you know, if you don't think you can, you'll hit that every time. Okay, so there is there is truth to these things. Remember, I said that the world mixes truth, but they get it. They mix it with error because they're ignoring God. So there is definitely truth to the fact that we do have to believe we have to be able to envision something and believe that it's possible in order to work forward towards that, right? But here is the key. When we think about, you know, I need to believe that I can be a good teacher, that I can connect with my students, that I can run a smooth classroom, that I can overcome obstacles, the key is why do I believe that? Okay, why? And I don't believe it as a Christian because I'm puffing myself up with self-confidence. I'm just propping myself up. It's maybe even a better word. I don't believe it because I'm just telling myself to believe it. I believe it because my confidence um, isn't that I will muster the ability in myself, but the fact that God has called me to this work and that he will work in and through me to accomplish his purposes. I'm not trusting in my ability. I am trusting in his faithfulness. And that is the difference. 
my ability versus his ability. My confidence versus his faithfulness. So when it comes down to it, don't believe in yourself. Believe in what God can and will do in and through you. That's my plea. As we finish off, a couple rubber meets the road thoughts. What does this look like? Or maybe better, the better question is, okay, how do I retrain my mind if I find myself often relying on myself to look to God instead? This is not like a one-time decision. Okay, I'm going to trust in God versus myself. This is something that we have to continually work on, that we have to, every time we catch ourselves, oh my goodness, I am trusting in my own ability. We have to go back to him. So I just have three thoughts for you. We could have a, we could, this is like a whole other topic, but just three practical things to leave you with right now. Number one, when you're facing challenges, fears, frustrations, pray about them and ask God to intervene and guide you. This doesn't mean we just sit passively by and do nothing, okay? As teachers, we would continue to innovate and work and take the next best step that we know to do. But rather than stressing and trusting in ourselves, our trust is in Him. That's the difference. And praying about it is oh, is an incredibly important way to realign. Taking the problem to God, talking to Him about it, realigns the way we're viewing it um, really quickly. Number two, meditate on scriptural truths to renew your mind so that you are thinking rightly. So we want to we want to be meditating on scriptural truths all the time. And there's just so many different ways you can do this. Memorizing scripture is incredibly helpful. Um, Bible reading, Bible study. Uh, another thing I've done, especially when I'm in a time where I'm struggling, is writing out a list of truths um, that I believe, like this is what I know to be true and going back to them when I'm experiencing doubts and fears so that rather than just kind of trying to muster up strength in myself, I'm going to God and his truths. Um, So meditating on scriptural truths. And then number three, we want to surround ourselves with godly influences that will point us to Christ when we're struggling to keep our eyes on him. I'm talking particularly about who do you go to when you're struggling? Um, And is that a person who's going to point you to Christ? And if not, start seeking out those people. Start looking for friendships. Start developing friendships with people that you know will point you to Christ when you need him the most. I hope this episode has been helpful for you guys. I actually have two um, two things that I'd like to share with you that can help out with this, particularly around meditating on scriptural truths point, and helping to point you to Christ. One is our upcoming Rise Up Summit. It is a free online conference for Christian educators happening um, October 22nd and 23rd. And our theme this year is Rise Up Renewed. It is all about renewing our minds, renewing our strength, renewing our strategies, Um, so that we can teach effectively with the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, So you can find out more about this free conference at riseupchristianeducators.com. The second resource I have for you is our Teach for the Heart Mentorship Program. You've heard me mention this if you've been listening to the podcast a few times already. This is our newest program. We are working on it. It's getting better and better all the time, and we're really excited about it because what we get to do is we actually get to work with you. Um, rather than, you know, most online courses that we have, you have the online course, you can go through it, but the mentorship is way more interactive where, yes, you have like the content there ready for you, um, but 
We also have mentors, including myself and some of our team, that are there to work with you. When you have questions, when you're struggling with something, you can ask, and we are there to help point you to the true source of your strength, Um, not just propping you up with self-help motivational speech. So if you want to find more about the membership, the mentorship, I'm sorry, the mentorship program, the Teach for the Heart mentorship is here to help you master classroom management, time management, and balance uh, so that you can... um, just be successful as a teacher without the stress and to really fulfill the calling that God has given you um, as a teacher. So you can find out more about the mentorship at teachfortheheart.com slash mentorship. We also have a free training that helps share some of the mindset shifts that are important and tells you more about the mentorship. That free training is at teachfortheheart.com slash free. Let's take a moment to pray before we go. Father, thank you. Thank you so much that you are there, that you have not left us alone, that we are not on our own when it comes to facing the challenges that this another unique school year will bring to us, Father. Sometimes we just feel weary with everything that we're facing, but you are enough. You are enough for us this year, Father, and I pray that that reality will be very strong in every single teacher today and every day throughout this year, Father. Um, Give them the strength, the courage, um, the assurance that they need, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thank you again for listening to this episode. And if you did find this episode helpful, I would encourage you to share it with a friend. We talked about developing those godly influences that will point you to Christ. Well, this is your opportunity to point a friend or colleague to Christ. Uh, You can get the notes about this episode or you can send them this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash 174. So teachfortheheart.com slash 174 is a URL that you can share with your friends that'll have this episode embedded in it, or you can tell them to listen to the Teach for the Heart podcast and look for episode 174. Thank you guys so much for sharing this. That helps us so much. Your support means so much to us, whether you are sharing episodes with a friend or, you know, interacting. Just listening is a huge help to us as we try to reach more people. And of course, every time you, you know, attend one of our conferences, um, buy the planner, um, you know, join the mentorship, tell someone about Teach for the Heart, that is helping support our mission and enabling us to continue uh, to offer these resources for teachers. So thank you so much for your help and support with that. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.